Good morning, Prophet. Good morning. All right, let's pray and we'll go ahead and get started. Father, we thank you. We praise you today in the name of Jesus. You are the healing one and you have sent your word and healed the people. It is already done for them. So we pray this morning that they grab a hold, they receive it, they catch it in the name of Jesus. They believe before they see anything happen, they believe, and it will come apparent to them what's going on. In Jesus' name, we praise you for it today. We thank you for revelation knowledge today. In Jesus' name, in this class. Amen. All right. Week we started talking about faith and righteousness. Faith and righteousness. Now that's pretty big. That's real. That's very heavy. It'll bless you. So again, grab pen and paper. Get ready to take some real good notes as we go back into part two of this message. Okay, prophet. Praise God. Glory to God. <clears throat> As we looked at on last week, um, we started talking about renewing the mind uh, as it relates to our righteousness. The first thing we must do is renew our mind because there is an enemy uh, that we are faced with all the time. And the main thing that we need to do to overcome the enemy is to renew our mind, which means also to renew our minds regarding righteousness. Mm -hmm. So to receive miracles, to receive healing, to receive anything from God, and to minister uh, that flows to others calls for faith. The God kind of faith. This is a little bit of review from last week. We talked about Romans 12 and 3 that tells us God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. Amen. At the new birth, God put in every man the beginning measure of faith. So we have a measure of the God kind of faith, and we are the custodian of that faith. We determine what mm -hmm. happens to it, whether it grows or not. Amen. Faith comes by hearing. But it's released through word and action. Mm. It comes by hearing, but it's released through words, through your words, throughout my words, through the things we do. That's how we release our faith. Faith is how we conduct business with God. I like that. Yeah. Faith is how we conduct business with God. Amen. Faith is the great conductor of God's business. That's right. It converts the word to power. Faith mm -hmm. is the pipeline that God's power flows through to each and every person to reach every need. Amen. So we must yeah. deal with things that are, that, that try to hinder or rob our faith or rob us of our faith rather. We, we must deal with those things. And one of the biggest robbers of, of your faith is condemnation. We looked at that on last week. Mm -hmm. So what did we say? What did we say? Condemnation is sin consciousness. Uh, living conscious of past 
sins and faults and failures and weaknesses, which produces what? Condemnation. Yes. Condemnation focuses on the flesh and the natural side of man instead of focusing on who we are in Christ and on our spirit. So we looked at all of that on last week. Any sense of condemnation shows us that, uh, shows us that, uh, further renewing our mind is called for. We must renew our mind and get past this condemnation. Condemnation doesn't just destroy your self-image, how you see yourself, but it also destroys your ability to receive from God. These are some things we covered on last week. So if, yeah. if something's robbing you from your ability to receive from God, you definitely want to deal with that and get rid of it. It, it turns us sin conscious instead of being what? Righteousness conscious. Mm-hmm. And another thing we looked at, it hinders your faith. Therefore, it hinders us from receiving miracles, from receiving healing, from receiving answers for all of life's questions. It causes us to draw back. It hinders the flow of our faith, and it takes faith to conduct God's business. We constantly say that. Romans 8 and 1, we looked at that on last week. Romans 8 and 1 tells us there is therefore now no condemnation. See, there is now therefore no condemnation. Mm-hmm. To those of us who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And so that's a reminder. When we say we don't walk according to the flesh, that means we don't mind the things of the flesh. We pay more attention to the things of the spirit. That's right. Amen. So we must end condemnation now. We must end it today. We also look at Romans 14 and 17 that tells us, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness mm-hmm. and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. What? Righteousness, peace, and joy is the flow of the Holy Ghost. Yes. This is the flow of God, and this is the flow God moves in. He moves in what? He moves in righteousness. He moves in peace and in joy. God doesn't yes. move in the flow of fear or worry or doubt or condemnation. He moves in righteousness. He moves in joy and peace. That's right. So we looked at all of that on last week. Even looked at John, 1 John 1 and 9. 1 John 1 and 9 tells us that if we confess our sins, come on, God is faithful and he's just to what? Forgive. That's a big word right there. To forgive us, amen, our sins. And to cleanse us, watch this now, from all what? Unrighteousness. Unrighteousness. He cleanses us. So here is the way of escape to get away from what? Condemnation. If you Mm -hmm. confess your sins, if you confess them, God said, I will cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. Amen. So we need That's to right. remember to keep that in mind. First John 1 and 9. And yes. so today we're going to pick it up right here in Mark eleven twenty five. Mark eleven twenty five instructs us 
and it said, and when you stand praying, come on, forgive if you have fought against any. This is another vehicle through which we can get rid and rid ourselves of condemnation and unforgiveness. He yeah. said, and you, it, yeah, and when you stand praying, come on, not after you see a person forgive, uh, they're doing better. No, he said, when you pray, you forgive them. It doesn't matter what they've done. When you pray, you're praying and asking God to, you're giving him the situation. You're telling him what happened. You're telling him the things you suffered, <clears throat> the injustice, <clears throat> the unrighteousness that was, you know, directed toward you. But when you tell God about those things, he said also, mm -hmm. forgive. That's right. You see, he said, forgive. If you have ought, he said, pray. I want you to, when you stand praying, I want you to forgive if you have ought against anyone. Well, you have ought against someone? Sure, we do most of the time. Because people are always hurting us. People are always saying unkind things to and about us. But he wants us to forgive. Because unforgiveness will keep your faith from what? From working. That's right. 23 and 24 verses 23 and 24 Mark 11. Unforgiveness will keep your faith from working. So we must forgive. Amen. Someone said uh, not long ago that they have a problem with that. Most of us. I have problems with that. But child of God, this is where your faith kicks in. You have to take the word, take God at his word. He said, if you will just confess, he said, I'll forgive you and I'll cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Tell God, you know, Father, I've been holding this unforgiveness in, in my heart for this person for a couple of years now. And I just don't know how to forgive. And, and would you please help me? I trust you right now. I, I'm just going to do what you're telling me to do. Help me to stand in that. Help me when mm -hmm. I confess it. I'm not going to go back and pick it up because that's what we sometimes do. We, we, we confess it at the moment, like during this class. Possible might lead you to, to just turn inwardly. Think for a moment of the thing that this person did to hurt you. Could have been this year, last year. Five years, 20 years ago. Think about it. And then confess not to us. You don't have to confess it to us. Confess it to the Father and say, Father, uh, you know, about 10, 15 years ago or last year, this person did X, Y, and Z to hurt me, and I've been just holding it. Now, right now, according to your word, I, I confess that unrighteous, I confess that unforgiveness, and I ask you to forgive me. And and that's it. You just confessed it. Now you here's where your faith must kick in. All right. You don't go and after you confessed it, then tomorrow you're gonna pick it right back up again. That's mm. where we miss it. Yeah. We miss it. We pick it right back up again. How do you pick it back up again? You said. Well, Satan starts reminding you of it again. He starts getting you to think about it again. He starts mm -hmm. getting you to you know. To have these bad feelings about it again. That's the time you have to open your mouth again and say, Satan, you are a liar. I, I cast that thought down out of my mind. I cast down every imagination that's exalting itself against the knowledge of God. You say, well, why is this against the knowledge of God? Because then yesterday you, you, you confessed and, and asked God to uh, free you from that unforgiveness. Then you forgive that person. Well, 
to let Satan come in the next day and put all this on you again, that's against the knowledge of God. Do you see it? That's right. So you have to open your mouth and say, Satan, I cast I cast that thought down. I refuse to think that anymore. I forgave that thought. And you do that as many times as you need to do it. Every time he tries to remind you of it, let him know. No, I'm not carrying that unforgiveness anymore. I cast the care of it on God. I forgave that person. And now I am free. You see, because unforgiveness keeps you in bondage. It doesn't, it, it doesn't hurt the other person. The other person probably forgot what they did to you all those years ago, a years ago. They're going on with their lives. They don't even remember it. But because you remember it, you are the one in bondage. Do you see that? So unforgiveness is a killer. It's a, it's a blessing blocker. And you don't have time to let anybody stop you from receiving your blessings from God. Amen? So remember, unforgiveness will keep your faith from working. Apostle, jump in wherever you want. Condemnation also comes from not uh, forgiving yourself or, right. or, or forgetting or forgetting that you were forgiven when you confessed your sin. You have to also forgive yourself. That's right. We're at number 14, Apostle. You see, it also comes at not forgiving yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to forgive yourself and forget. Forget. God said he forgives and he forgets. Romans 5, 17 in the Amplified says, For if we, if because of one man, Adam's trespasses is relapsed and offensive, this is the Amplified, death reigns through that one much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace, unlimited favor, and the free gift of righteousness, putting them into right standing with himself, reign as kings in life. So the mm-hmm. one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. You see that? Yes. That's right. That's right. We reign in life through Jesus Christ, not through our own ability, but we're in right standing with him when we do what God tells us to do. Amen? So no wonder the devil attacks our righteousness through condemnation. So walking in... Our righteousness is how we reign in life. Walking in our righteousness is how we reign over, uh, uh, in life over him and over all opposing circumstances. This is how we reign over Satan. Walk in that righteousness. But Satan is a deceiver. Now you gotta remember, he's the one that doesn't want you to think that you are righteous. He's gonna remind you of everything. That's right. Let me let me come in here. Righteousness says that you are in right standing with God. Now, there is a reason why Romans chapter eight and verse one says what it says. We've been talking about it. The prophet's been talking about it. There's therefore now what? No condemnation. 
to them that are in who? Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the what? After the spirit. After the spirit. Now, did you know condemnation will make your body sick? It'll keep you right there. In other words, it'll open you up to everything that Satan has. Even condemnation erases your mind. It causes you not to remember. Yes, it does. Condemnation is not a friend of yours. It's an enemy. It'll keep you from, from, from forgiving other people. Not just you, but other people also. Because you see, when you have unforgiveness towards somebody else, guess what? That's a two-way street. Mm-hmm. What did uh, Mark chapter 11 and verse 25 say? When you stand praying, do what? Forgive. If you have fought against anybody, so that your heavenly Father, which is in heaven, may forgive you, your trespasses, your sins, your shortcomings. See, Mm -hmm. if you don't forgive other people, God can't forgive you. And that's what the devil wants you at. He wants you in that fix. Why? Nothing go right. Mm-mm. You are constantly fighting, 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 fighting. If you're going to constantly fight, when are you going to enjoy the blessings of the Lord? You can't. You cannot. It's impossible. But Satan wants to keep you right in that box. <laughs> day after day, you're in that box. But what he's out to do is destroy your faith. See, the bullseye is not you or somebody else. It's your faith. Why is that? It's because Satan knows as long as your faith is intact, you win. And you're going to keep on winning. But if there's unforgiveness, if there's condemnation on your part, you can't win. You'll keep losing, and it'll get worse and worse every single day. But there is a way to come out of that. We are talking about it this morning. Faith and righteousness. All right, prophet. Amen. Praise God. So let's look at Isaiah 54, rather, and verses 13. So 15, Isaiah 54, 13 to 15, it says, And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. In righteousness shall thou be established, mm-hmm. and shall be far from oppression. For thou shalt not fear. And from terror, for it shall not come near thee. Mm. Behold, they shall surely gather together. 
but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. My Lord. Yeah. We are to be established in righteousness. I'm going to say that again. We are to be established in righteousness. Amen. Yes. That's right. And what does that mean? That means that we are to build in our spirit and into our thought lives that we are righteous. I'm going to say it again. To be righteous, to be established in righteousness means that you and I will build into our own spirit and into our own thoughts that we are righteous. Yeah. You have to work on that. You have to practice that on a daily basis. You have to remind, even if you have to write it on the refrigerator, if you have to write it on the car dashboard, if you have to write it on the walls of the bathroom, if you have to hang it over your bed, you must remind yourself that you're working on building in your own spirit that you are the righteousness of God. Praise God. And what else must you do? You must reject, number 17, Apostle, you must reject mm-hmm. and cast down, come on, accusing thoughts. Don't you know Satan will bring all kinds of accusations against you? You must cast those things down, believing that the blood of Jesus has cleansed you from all unrighteousness when you confess them. When you yes. when you confess it. See the, right. the act of believing is huge for the Christian, for the born again believer in Christ. For the yes. those of us who are citizens in the kingdom. Believing it is is paramount to everything we do. It is uh, re- the prerequisite to you entering into the the life you believe in for. That's one of the things we must make sure that we are doing. It's, it can't be just lip service because you know you what what's going to happen if it's just lip service. Mm-hmm. Then you are really faced with one of life crisis situations whatever come along circumstances, then you will not have the faith that you need to stand strong in the midst of that storm. So you must build your faith before storms and winds and all kind of situations come along so that when when they do come, you have everything you need to weather that storm. Your faith will see you through. Your faith will see you through it. It will. But you must remember you are the one that must build into your own spirit and into your own thought life that you are the righteousness of God. God has done everything in his power, and that's a lot, to give us right standing with himself, to bring us back into that right standing. He gave us his son, his only begotten son, that whoever received and believed 
on him. We would be saved. That's how we are in right standing with God now, because we believe Jesus. Mm-hmm. So you have to take it further. You must believe that the blood of Jesus has cleansed you from all unrighteousness. If that's, that's just right. lip service to you, it's not going to help at all. This must become a lifestyle. This must become, uh, you must become dogmatic about this. you got to grab a hold of this and never let it go. The blood of Jesus cleansed you, child of God. You're listening mm-hmm. to me out there? The blood of Jesus, the blood that he sacrificed for you and for me, for each of us, it cleansed you from all unrighteousness. So don't let Satan beat you up with making you think that you can't receive your healing because you've done something wrong. You know, that's what he does. He's good at that. Oh, well, you know what? You won't get your healing because, you know, you you told a lie. Or because you, uh, you know, you didn't, uh, you said you probably cursed her. Oh, you, 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 so you see, you're disqualified. No, you got to say, Satan, yeah, I may have slipped and said those things, but when I confessed to my father that I did that, that brought me right back into right standing with God. And you get behind me in Jesus' name. You shut up talking to me right now in the name of the Lord Jesus, because I am the righteousness of God. Praise God. Do you, do you see that? That's how you fight your case. That's how you stand your ground. Because he's not going to let up on you. Satan's not going to He's not. He's always, night and day, going in and up and down in the earth. When the sons of God came before God, the Bible says Satan went right there with them. And it says, God asked Satan, where have you been? Where have you come from? He said, I just came from in the earth, walking up and down in it, trying to see who I may devour. Well, you got to tell Satan, you may not devour me. You got to let him know you will not devour me. That's what he does day and night, looking for someone. Looking for someone that he may lie to, that he may rob and steal and try to kill and destroy you. You got to stand strong in this word, child of God. Don't let him steal your healing. Don't let him take that from you. Jesus died to provide. Over over in, in Matthew. Uh, it says he himself, himself, yes. he himself, who is he talking about? Jesus Christ himself took in order to carry away from you your, your sicknesses. He took in order to carry away from you your iniquities. He took in order to carry away all those diseases from you. He took it in order to what? Carry it away. Go read that in the Amplified. Matthew chapter 8, verses 16 and 17. That's right. He himself, he himself, he took it in order to what? Carry it away in the Amplified. That's what the Amplified Bible says. He himself, Jesus Christ, took in order to carry it away from you, Jim. Took it in order to carry it away from you, Carolyn. He took it in order to carry it away from you, Stacy. He took in order to carry it away from you, Bob. He took in order to carry it away from you, Linda. He took in order to carry it away from you, Larry. He took in order to carry it away from you, Helen. Why? So that means you don't have to carry it. I took it in order to carry it away. That's right. Well, if you carried it away, you're saying, well, why is it in my body? Why is it there? Because Satan's trying to inflict you and make you take it back. That's right. That's just the symptom. That's right. And the way he gets you to take it back 
it is by you saying again, confessing, oh, well, I thought I had gotten healed, and I guess I'm not. I still had this pain in my body, so I guess it didn't work. I guess God didn't take it. I guess I still have this high blood pressure. I guess I still have this high this diabetes. I guess I still have everything the doctor said I had, because when I confessed it and thought Jesus took it, he didn't take it. You see, are you listening to yourself? That's how you sound. And Satan wants you to sound that way because if he can get you to speak like that, he just robbed you. Yeah. He just robbed you because you cannot, you know, you can't in the morning get up and say, Jesus healed me. And then before the day is over, when you're saying, I guess I didn't get it. I guess, why would he lie to you? He doesn't have to lie. He doesn't have to lie to us. He said, if we confess it and believe it, he did it. He took it. He did, he did it. He said, him, he himself, I took it in order to carry it away from you. Wait, because you're still feeling the pain. You're thinking he didn't take it. He did. Yes, mm-hmm. he did. Don't worry about the pain anymore. And it may be, yeah, easier for me to say this. You know, you say, you don't know what pain I'm feeling. Yes, I, you know, I may not know your pain, but I know my pain. And yeah. I know what I do with, I know what I do with the pain that's racking sometimes in my body. Because pain tries, it comes to try to make you think that you were not healed. That's right. You have to believe that's- the word of God, child of God. You have to grab a hold of that word and trust God. And when God sees that you are really walking in sight, you're going to wonder where, where the symptoms went. When did it leave? Mm-hmm. It's not hearing. It's not here anymore. And you know what did that? You know what caused it to go away? It wasn't anything God did. It's your own faith. That's right. It's your own faith. Every person that Jesus healed in the New Testament, go and read it if you doubt it. He said, your faith made you whole. I've not seen so great a faith. No, not in Israel. That's what he said. He said, be it unto you even as you have said. Your faith is going to make you whole. Watch this and say it again. Be it unto you as you have said, as you have believed. Well, guess what? You're around here saying, well, I guess I I guess I didn't get healed. Well, it's going to be unto you even as you said. If you didn't get That's right. If you're around here saying, I still have high blood pressure, he said, well, be it unto you even as you have said. Well, I thought I got healed, but I guess I didn't. Well, be it unto you even as you have said. I still have the pain, so I guess I, I'm still sick. Well, be it unto you even as you have said. Why don't you change what you're saying? Yep. That's right. So you want the healing, but you're calling for the sickness. I'm going to say that again. You want the healing, but you're calling for the sickness. The Bible says God called those things that what? Come on, Apostle. Be not as though they were. As though they He called those things that what? That be not. Well, what is not? The healing is not. But why are you calling for? for, Why are you calling for for that that, the sickness? So he called those things that be not. But why are you calling for the sickness? Yeah. What is not? The, The manifestation of your healing. He called those things that be not as though they were. But yet you're going around calling for the, the sickness. Well, I have a headache. Well, I have high blood pressure. Well, I have diabetes. Well, I have cancer. Well, I, you know, you're calling for this. It'll never go away if you keep calling for it. If you call the cat, what, well, if you want the cat, would you call the dog? Of course not. You would no. call the dog. 
You wouldn't call the cat if you wanted the dog. But see, you want this, you want the healing, but you're calling for the sickness. Are you getting this? That's Lead right. unto you, he said, even as you have said. You got to renew you. All this goes back to what we started out in this, in this series talking about. You must renew your mind so that yes. you can walk in the righteousness that Jesus has provided. That's right. Child of God, when yeah. you renew your mind, your thinking is going to be so different. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you establish in, in when you, when we are establishing righteousness, peace and joy will follow. Right. Because being in righteous mind, having a righteous mind closes the door to fear. That's right. <clears throat> yeah. It closes the door to fear. You you got to get your mind renewed. Yeah. When you get a sense of faith in righteousness, when you grab a hold to the revelation that you are his righteousness, God made you his righteousness. Did you know that? Now, I know what some of y'all thinking, oh, that can't be right. The Bible said there's none righteous. No, not one. It did say that. Let me tell you what Paul was referring to. He was referring to an Old Testament scripture. In other words, before Jesus came, it was impossible for anybody to be righteous. Pay attention to words. Before Jesus came, it was impossible for anybody to be righteous. But praise God, Jesus has come. Amen. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave. See, he didn't come. He gave him. He's here. Hmm. See it? So, yes. under the law... It was impossible for anybody to be righteous. Mm -hmm. But under the law of the new covenant, you can be righteous. He made you his righteousness. That you mm -hmm. can read that in Second Corinthians. What you got a scripture for that? Sure I do. Second Corinthians chapter five in verse twenty one. You will see that Jesus made you and I God's righteousness. You are his righteousness. That's powerful, isn't it? Amen. But see, Satan is a deceiver. He don't want you to know that. Satan don't want you to know that Jesus done already performed for you. You don't have to perform. Jesus done already did it. You see that? He have already done Amen. that. Amen. That's what give us the ability to be healed because of what Jesus did. That's why he said, Bible stripes that he took. The Father laid on his spirit. You and I were healed. Now, pay attention to what I just said. The Father laid the stripes on Jesus' spirit. See, it wasn't the cat of nine tails that the Roman soldier put on Jesus. If it was, healing would be physical. 
but it's not. It is spiritual. It's what? It's spiritual. And Satan don't want you to understand nothing about the spirit world. He don't want you to know. Your spirit, or should I say, excuse me, your healing has already been acquired for. It has already been purchased. What do you mean purchased? Jesus purchased it with his own blood. He bought you back with his own blood. You came at a high price. Satan don't want you to know that you are that valuable, but you are. Yes, you are, men and women. You know how the Bible talks about treat the woman as the weaker vessel? Handle how very fragile because she is. But when you look at it in the Hebrew, it says men and women are very fragile. Lord, have mercy. You got to get this. You are very delicate before God. So he's your provider. He is your Jehovah Rapha. He's your healer. Yes, he is. He's your healer. He done did it already. And Satan don't want you to know that. So what does he do? He keeps you full of condemnation. He keeps you with a sense of guilt. But did you know because of what Jesus did? You can stand before God not guilty. Amen. The blood of Jesus testifies for you. The blood, the Bible says, when Jesus spilled his blood, the blood of Jesus went on the mercy seat. And that blood is still speaking today. You know what it's saying about me and you? Not guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. Okay. So you stand guiltless before God. Now receive your healing. Because that's what enables you to receive it. So when I say, okay, if you couldn't lift your arm, now lift your arm. If you could, whatever you couldn't do before, do it now. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? That's how you do it. When yeah. I say do something you couldn't do before, what am I really telling you? Release your faith. See, faith must be released. It must be released. Okay, you believe you healed? Do something you couldn't do before. Bam, there it is. And the prophet told you, you must what? Believe. You got to believe. You can come bold if you believe. And that's how he said come. You don't come begging God. That's not how you get the thing from him. You come boldly. Knowing that you know, that you know, that you know, it's already yours. He have already done it. All right. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, in our closing, um, this has been wonderful. But we, I just want to repeat, repeat a few things. Repeat, repeat, I'm sorry, a few of what we've already covered. We say that when you are established in righteousness, these are the things you're going to look for. This is how you know. This is how you know. 
If you are establishing righteousness, you will be far from oppression. That's number one. Number two, you're going to be far from fear. Number three, you're going to be far from terror. Amen. You will be far from these thoughts of fear. Because you will forbid those things to enter into your thought life. You will forbid those thoughts. You will forbid those things in your heart. When you are established in righteousness, here's number four, peace and joy will be your flow. It closes the door to fear. Yes. I'm going to go over that one more time. Number one, when you are established in righteousness, you will be far, far, far from oppression. Number mm-hmm. two, you will be far from fear. You will be far from terror. Number three. Are you listening? You will forbid the entrance of those things in your thought life. That's right. And number four, you will be established in righteousness. You'll be established in peace and joy. And number five, you will close the door to fear. That's how you know that you're established in righteousness. Fear will have no power over you. All those things will be things of the past. Did I say Hmm. fear would not come and try to enter again? I did not say that. But I said this. You will forbid the entrance of those thoughts ever again in your life and in your heart. You will stop them. I'll give you an example a few minutes ago. Those thoughts come. You must do what, 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 uh, Second uh, Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5 tells you to do. What does it tell you to do? Casting down. Casting down. Imagination. imagination. And every high thing that's exalting itself against the knowledge of God. So fear is exalting itself against the knowledge of God. you got to open your mouth. you got to forbid its entrance by saying, I yes. cast that thought down. I ca- fear is trying to grip you in the nighttime. But that's when it comes most. You know, you're trying to sleep. He'll hit you with a pain in your body. And then just, you know, the next thing that's going to come after that, all kind of thoughts. Oh my God. Am I, is this, what is this? And, and fear, you know, follows right after that. You know, and I'm not trying to say that there are some things we not, we should not be concerned about because certainly if you have, if you're precious, despite, it's just spiking, going higher and higher. Don't let the fear come in, but get up and do what you need to do about that. Because That's fear right. in itself is designed to kill you. You have to keep yeah. your mind on what Jesus has done. So if your blood pressure is spiking, speak to your blood pressure. Yeah. Speak to your blood pressure and say, blood pressure, get back down there. Get, if it's, if it's too low, get back up there. Whichever the direction is needed, speak it in the 
See, and always use the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I command my blood pressure to be 120 over 80. I don't care which direction it's going in. 120 over 80, I command you now in the name of the Lord Jesus, walk the floor if you have to. If you can, mm-hmm. speak to it. Speak to it and refuse to allow that blood pressure to spike. You're having shortness of breath? Speak in the name of the Lord Jesus. My breathing is smooth. It's easy. I'm breathing. Uh, my breathing is as the, is, as it was the way God created it to function. Uh, every part, every organ, of, I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what it is. Speak to it. You will function now in the perfection that God created you to function. Sickness and disease, you have no power over me. God's word is my confession. Speak that. Speak that to yourself. Speak that to yourself. Speak that to your body. Any part of it. I don't know which part it is, but child of God, you keep doing that, and I promise you, it's going to obey you because it's going to obey the name of Jesus. There's power in the name. Did you know that? There's power in the name. So when you're doing this, you're not focusing on becoming afraid because now you have you have you have a way out. You have a way of escape, and that is through the name. That is through the blood. You got to come good. back and invoke the blood. You got to invoke That's the right. blood. You got to make sure you invoke the blood. You got to invoke. You got to bring that name in and stand on it. And I promise you, those symptoms will obey what you're saying. Amen. That's right. In James chapter four and verse seven, prophet. He says, be submitted to God. Submit yourself unto God and resist the devil. How do you resist the devil? Resist that sickness. Resist those well, thoughts. That's what we were just doing, Apostle. That's what we were that's just a, doing. That's what I'm saying. We yes. were resisting. I just share with you, that's the resistance. That's what it that's seems exactly sounds like. That's what yes. it looks like. You gotta know this. You gotta get this. Don't just let Satan put those symptoms on you and you just start crying, uh, oh, I feel bad or call the this one, call that. No, call the name, call the blood, call the spirit right. of God. Amen. That's how you resist. Amen. That's what resistance looks like. That's what resistance yeah. sounds like. You see it? And, notice and what then he those, and, and it will, and he will slip from you. Yes, he will. Because of your, because of your resistance. Because of your resistance. You have to know what resistance sounds like. You gotta know what it looks like. You gotta know what you need to do to resist the devil. That's what you do. That's what we just shared. You begin to speak to your blood pressure. You speak to your, whatever part is under attack. If it's your breathing, if it's your heart, if it's your blood pressure, the pains in your back, I don't know, in your head, your feet, your legs, your arms, whatever. Speak to it. Because that, that's what he told us to do over in Mark 11, right? Sure he did. Mark 11, he said, speak to the mountain. What is the mountain? The mountain is the problem. That's you got right. that? That's the problem. That's so don't just let Satan have Hayden and run high, have high carnival in your in your body. Don't let him do that. And that's what he tries to do. He tries to put fear... I, I'm not trying to tell you the symptoms are not real. They're real. But I'm telling yeah. you how to stand against them. I'm trying to, I'm showing you how to make sure you are established what? In righteousness. 
by speaking what what Jesus has already died to provide for you. Amen. And you will see. That's why that's what a righteous mind sounds like. It will close the door to fear. That's good. It will. Amen. And so your greatest defense against the enemy, I'm going to say it again, is a renewed mind. When your mind is renewed, child of God, when these attacks come, you're going to approach them a whole different way. Because your mind is now renewed. Your mind is now renewed and righteousness, peace, and joy is the flow of kingdom according to Romans 14 and 17. That's the flow that belongs to you. That joy, Mm -hmm. that peace, that righteousness, that's what belongs to you, even while we are on this earth. Amen? That's good. I hope you got blessed today. Amen. That's powerful.